So, listeners, welcome to the ninth edition of Literary Gapshap, Pune's first podcast on writing and literature. And we have with us today Mr. Deepak Dalal, who is uh, a children's writer, fitness enthusiast, and of course uh, involved in the stock market. So, Mr. Dalal, thank you so much for taking out this time. Thank you. Uh, not a fitness uh, uh, person, I'm actually an outdoor person. Yeah, outdoor person. I love the outdoors. Love the outdoors. Yeah. So I'd I, I love to really start off uh, in a, on a lighter note that you know, Gujaratis are known for their business acumen mm-hmm. and they're known for you know investments and various aspects of business. But you're a, you, how did you, I, I know for a fact you're a chemical engineer, and, but you're now you're a successful children's writer. So how did, how did that transition happen? Well, yeah, I come from a business family, a Guju business family. So uh, that was, uh, I, I, like everybody in my family is part of the business and everybody's a chemical engineer. So I became a chemical engineer and I worked for the family business for many years and I found it most unfulfilling. It's stuff which I didn't enjoy. Uh, I, I was always of a creative bent. I loved reading, I loved books, I loved traveling particularly to places where people don't go to, I mean, you're talking about a place in the Himalayas, places in the forest, places along our coastline, to islands. I just loved going to these places. And I found that if I was working, and it's a full-time job, it's hard to get to do these kind of things. And I, I was wondering, how do I marry this love of my traveling, adventure, with writing? I mean, with something which would keep me going. And I love books. And I love this aspect of traveling and adventure. And I thought, you know, maybe I could marry the two by writing stories which would be on my travels, which would be set in exotic places. And I realized in India there are no such books for kids in particular, which are not set in cities. I mean, most of those people, ex- except for, say, Ruskin, mm-hmm. whose area is Masuri, is Masuri Dehradun, that's his area. And he's brilliant about that. But most other books are basically set in cities and, you know, deal with your day-to-day life. But there were no stories set, say, for example, in Ladakh, in Lakshadweep, in the Andaman Islands, in the forests, along our coastline. And I found there was a huge gap there. You know, because I loved, as a kid, the Hardy Boys and the stories which were set around the world. But we didn't have that such student in It was a big, empty area and something which I wanted to fill. And I love doing that kind of work. I love books, and I hated my work. So I thought, let me switch to this. And what, what was the business that you're Our business was basically engineering business, where we made equipment for the chemical industry. Uh, so you had to be knowledgeable from an engineering point of view as to what that equipment was, and you had to make it, and you had to sell it. So we manufactured it, and we sold it. So I was involved in all aspects of the business. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, when, I, when I spoke to some of the other writers, they always mentioned that in their childhood, there was a you know father or a teacher or an uncle or somebody who was very much involved in reading. What was it like for you? Who, who was there any significant person who really influenced you towards books or a great teacher you had? Uh, no, no, no. It's just that uh, I love books. In my family, actually, my mother is a very well-known person. She passed away. Tarla Dalal. Tarla Celebrity chef. Yeah. So she has written many books, and she actually is the most successful female Indian writer in terms of books sold. And uh, so obviously there's a big example there, but those are recipe books. <laughs> and mine was completely different, uh, fiction, adventure, wildlife. 
So I really, my only thing was it all came through myself. It was, I love books, I love adventure, I love wildlife, and this is the thing I want to write about. So there was no real one person, except of course mom was very successful. Yeah. And in that sense, my family, when I made this suggestion to move to writing, they were not too unhappy about it because they'd seen the success in my mother. So they said, okay, this kid is going somewhere else, but it's a, it's a path where we wish, which we have trod on. So, you know, it's something which, it's okay. But most families, they wouldn't allow you to do that. Yeah. yeah so in, in fact, it really struck me, you, uh, how many books have you written, like, so far, written and published so far? Well, I have eight books from my original series, and uh, I have now two from a new series which I've begun. These original books have taken a long time to write, because I go to these strange places, like if I want to tell a story in the Andaman Islands, I have to go there. I spend months researching the story, moving around with people, uh, traveling, learning about the wildlife. Then you come back and you write it, and then you go back again after you've written it to make sure all your facts are right. You can't, you know, so this back and forth and this effort, it can take two years, three years to write these books. Okay, so so these eight books are represented about 12 to 15 years of work. Okay. You know, so that's, that's, quite nice. that's quite a bit. Yeah. No, I, I, there's, there's one thing which really struck me just now when you were talking, and that is ch children's writing in India. We have one of the world's biggest populations of children. We are one of the world's youngest countries. And yet, if you go to bookstores, you see a lot of J.K. Rowling, you see a lot of a lot of American writers of various kinds. And do you, do, do you agree with the perception that somewhere Indian writers for children are not getting you know, they do in terms of commercial success or each or all due discipline. Well, it's like this. Uh, it's a history to this, actually. Uh, what we did have was always we've had great books from international writers coming to our country. They've always been there. And what we had in India, as opposed to these books coming in, was a very shoddy and ordinary publishing industry, which actually made their money out of just, you know, taking... Uh, classics and rewriting them, Robin Hood and or, or Robinson Crusoe, mm. uh, Snow White. They just rewrote those, they rehashed them and they sold those. Or they would go abroad and find remainders of books which were not sold over the year. They buy them cheap and sell them in India. They didn't go into original publishing. And if they, those who went into original publishing did a very ordinary job in terms of finish. And if I'm a child, and I was given a choice between these incredibly wonderful books from abroad. Well published. Well yeah, and these very ordinary books produced out of India. I would certainly go for those. And so that was the perception of the years which have gone past. But it's changing a lot now. Okay. I mean, it started with Ruskin Bond. All right. He, of course, led the way. Uh, people realized that the great books do come out of India. And then publishers started backing uh, writers. It's a slow process. It's, you know, we don't attract the best talent, and that's the fact. It's a fact in the sense that you don't make money in this business. Now, you can't expect everybody to give up and just write to promote an industry. You have to make money out of it also. So not many people get into this, right? Uh, but it's, ha it's changing. Things, you're getting really good writers now. Uh, I think this, it's going to improve very quickly in a short period of time. We're yeah. on that takeoff stage. Yeah, you're specifically talking about writing children's, for children. children. Children's books is going to take off. Uh, we're really getting a good set of writers now. Uh, they're backed by excellent publishers and people are willing to take chances, do something different. So I think it's going to take off. And yes, we have this uh, problem, I mean, international books versus the Indian books. Mm -hmm. But it's changing because schools are now backing Indian writers. 
they will choose, like a lot of my books are used in schools as rapid readers around, around the country. And they're chosen against having a Harry Potter or something. Why? Because these stories are set in India. Yeah. We're taking pride of our stories from India. So schools are backing us, uh, publishers are backing us, good writers are coming in. I think it's all going to happen soon. Because, because you know, when, when I interacted with some children's writers, or when I, even when I write with school kids, one of their common statements is, Harry Potter is cool, or J.K. Rowling is cool, or Hardy Boys are cool. Ruskin Bond is, is of course Ruskin Bond, but otherwise very few writers have got to that. Absolutely true, absolutely true. So it's up to us to make it happen. I mean, it's really it's for us to climb the hill. And I think that right now, it's the, it's, we are being backed by right good people. And we are also being backed by from schools. Okay. And there's a big, it's all coming together now. And yes, there is the snob value. Yeah, that that, uh, and that snob cashier. value actually is a problem because the kids whom we want to reach out to are the ones who go to the better schools. Yeah. Okay, who have, uh, you know, access to, access to these books and they will buy all these great books. So, at the, and at the moment they are very happy what they are reading. Uh, so it's that hill which you've got to climb. Mm. It, it's, a, it's not a slippery slope anymore. Earlier was a slippery slope. I think we can do it now because we have the backing, we have everything in position and it will happen. It will happen. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Dhan, um, there are many writers coming out now. There are many people who are coming into writing. Some of course genuinely because they love writing, some because they have some you know, fanciful idea, maybe J.K. Rowling, the kind of advance she got. You know, what, what would your advice be to somebody, since you've been writing now for, I guess, what, 15 years? Yeah. For 15 to 20 years. Uh, you know, so you've obviously seen both the highs and the lows. So, what would your advice be to somebody who is now you know, going into, wants to be a writer? Well, you need to have an extremely thick skin. Okay, okay? because uh, the way it works is that you think you've written this great book, all right? Mm. Everybody does. I yeah. mean, you write because you believe that you're a good writer and you've got something to convey. But that necessarily might not go down. And I think all of us writers are still surviving today's writers have had a, you know, you put in all your effort then you find, you know, the sales don't happen for some time. So you have to go through all that, you know. And you have to have thick skin, you've got to have the ability to hang in there and you have to have the ability to really work hard to try to understand your audience and keep at it. Be honest with yourself and you keep improving yourself. The thing is that, you know, we are, Indians have to understand that we are not the best writers. We don't have skills in creative writing. We don't have courses in creative writing in this country. Those of us who want to be writers, just, you know, get into it and they, they start writing. We have not been backed. You know, we haven't learned these kind of things. Learn them. Today you get all the online courses possible. All right? You can actually sit down here and you can get great tutorials from anywhere in the world. Read a lot. And put in your best efforts. And don't take any shortcuts. There's no shortcuts in this. Absolutely no shortcuts. And hang in there. You will... Your first book is generally your, ordinary, your ordinariest book. As you go on writing, you get better and better and better. But you get better if you realize that your first book is ordinary. Yeah. Okay, it's much more, very important to understand that there is a way up and that what you produce and what you believe is the best is not the best. 
and that you can keep improving and improving. And you have that mindset within you. And the ability of, as I said, a thick skin. You, you mentioned thick skin a lot, sir. I had to ask you at a personal level. You are a chemical engineer. Uh, and then, uh, when was your first book published? Which uh, well, first book came out in, I think, 98. 98. So then I guess in 96, 96, 97, was that when you started like seriously writing? Well, you know, actually, yeah, this story with Lakshadweep Adventure, I'd gone to Lakshadweep as part of a windsurfing team. We windsurfed between the islands. I saw so much beauty out there. I lived with the locals. And I believed I had the story. And I did have a story. And uh, so I wrote it. And uh, at that time, we didn't really have publishers. Penguin had come along. They were doing Puffin, but they were readjusting. They were not sure what they were doing. They signed a contract with me, and then they backed out with it after four years. I mean, it went through a lot in of fact, That's what I'd love to know, because a lot of writers, for example, Leela Gore Broom, or even uh, translator, Vila Sanke, he translates books. All of them always say that, you know, the, the, the beginning, there's this huge hump you have to overcome at the beginning. How was it like for you? It was hard. It was very hard. So what I did finally, when uh, I really didn't have a publisher, this is where my mother stepped in. I said, look, I've done books. I know how to get them published. I had no idea how to get printed, etc. So I'm going to print it for you. And she printed my first book. So then I had these 2,000 copies and <laughs> how to sell them. So then what I did was I went from school to school. Because I believed it was a good thing for school. You personally went? I went to school. Okay. And what do you know? The schools lacked them up. And I, I got a hatred of uh, one out of two schools who were very happy to use my books as a reader. Because they were different. They were set in, you know, they, they told you about the ecology of a place. And it was an adventure story, which they enjoyed. So that's really what helped me at that time. I don't know whether it will work the same with, with uh, fresh writers now, but that was the path I used. And at that time, Scholastic got off the ground. And Scholastic was making a big impression in India. And they really needed Indian writers. And they loved my work. And they backed it tremendously. Okay. So that helped me get off the ground. It wasn't, so I didn't, I published my own books. And till late, I'm talking till about just maybe four or five years back, the, the last book I published was in 2010, or 11, 2010. Since then, I'm now working directly with the publishers. Okay. But <laughs> that was the path I had to follow, yeah. where I had to publish my own books, sell my own books. Market your own market. books. So a lot of my time got wasted in those efforts. Okay. You know? So right at the beginning when you wrote your book, did you send it to a lot of publishers? Well, yeah, but just didn't work. Okay. And you know, now when I look back on it, I had the stories. And then the stories, I've always done that. The kids read the, read the stories, they enjoy the story. I didn't have the best skills of uh, actually giving uh, the, the writing skills were not the best. You know, because I hadn't done any courses in creative writing. I just was... But I think writing in itself, in its nature and its definition, creative is indiscipline. So there is a certain contradiction. Yeah, so you have to, uh, you know, if I was fully disciplined, I don't think I could write the books I've written. You know, because your mind is indisciplined. You're allowing your mind yeah. to create these imaginary worlds. Correct. No, there's, there's one thing. Uh, your books, if I um, may take digresses, they've ranged from places like Randhambur, then you've touched upon Andamans, you've touched upon Ladakh, you've touched upon, I believe, parts of Maharashtra as well. So your books have explored various locales in India. What led you to, to, to go to all these places? I mean? Yeah, I love traveling, not to cities, but to exotic areas. And another part, I mean, I love different landscapes. 
The Sayadri is out here, beautiful. And we just moved out of Pune. It's just around the corner and it feels so sad that people don't go and spend time out there. Incredibly beautiful. The Himalayas, we're so lucky to have the Himalayas. Which country has got the Himalayas and a coastline, plus coral islands, plus Andamans, you know, plus... Plus Northeast. Every Northeast, there's so much to put into it. Mountains. So, I love these places. And, and I've also noticed that you know, there's, nobody's written about these places. So it's, it's something which is wide open. And the underlying theme to all my stories is, yes, the location. Okay? B, wildlife plays a very strong part. I, I, in fact, all my books come out of associating with people who are studying wildlife in the area. I go with them and they open up doors for me. Right? And adventure. So these three come together, you know, in the sense that uh, the place, learning about the place, wildlife, and just the adventure and the story setting out there. So that's the way I work. I just love these places. I go and I tell stories there. I, to set a story in Pune, Okay, to set a story in Pune and Bombay or something, that's an appeal to me because uh, I don't find anything different from what I would write. If I write a story, say, in, uh, in Rantambor, I don't think too many people have actually gone there. And it's, it's something different to just come out, something new, something which uh, I think would have a resonance with the reader. So that's what I go and do. So, in a sense, there was a great desire on your part to you know, b bring out aspects of India which perhaps the average That's exactly what yeah. wouldn't be, and he would know in the sense he's read somewhere, seen on a TV yeah. screen. But now I've got kids getting back to me after reading these stories. Uh, they send me messages on my website uh, saying that, you know, we're going to this part of the Sayadris. Can you give us information? Because, you know, you wrote about this, 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 this. How do we get there? You know? And uh, so that, you know, and then wherever I meet them, they, there's always this feedback that, sir, I went to Ladakh. I searched for a snow leopard, you know, or, uh, you know, I tried to get a barren island, but I couldn't. It's very hard to get a barren island. Sorry? I've written a story based on barren island. Okay. So, you know, I tried to get there, but I couldn't, and the fact is it's very difficult to get there. So, you know, but, uh, you know, it does awaken something within them to learn more about their country, and that's what really counts. Because, you know, one thing that really sort of struck me in your books is that we have, within India, we have plethora of, of exotic sites in the same country and yet even in movies or books there's some known places which tend to be like you'll have about 500,000 books on Mumbai and 1 million books on Delhi but if you look at books on say Nagaland they'll be nothing, like nothing, 10. Nothing, nothing. Yeah. You can't change the world. Yeah. Yeah. But let me tell you, the libraries are very important. Yeah. And libraries. So. Well, last time you've been you know, adult, when you talk about children's writing, the difference between children's and adult writing is in the marketing sense I was talking is, as, as an adult writer, you know, you, your, your prospective audience might be on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. Right? When you're writing for kids, if, for example, your age, you might be 12, 13, 14, 15, how do you market your words? So something I think other people who want to write for kids will be curious. How do you get your books across to them? Because okay. they may not have email no, One, one thing is that a lot of kids, adults read my books also. Okay. As uh, they, they enjoy the books because the stories and the setting. Yeah. But uh, the way I market my books is that I generally ignore bookshops. You I, I, ignore bookshops? Yeah, I don't go to bookshops, give talks, etc. I go to schools. 
I am called a lot by schools around India. And I also go on my own and I give talks. And because there, I believe, is you have your audience. Suppose I write for, say, kids 10 to uh, 14 years old. I can actually sit them in a hall, all of them concentrating on what I'm telling them. And so I communicate exactly what I want to communicate about my books to them. And that's the best way of marketing. You've got your targeted audience, exactly your age group. You're talking to them in a nice room with an LCD projector with your stuff. You really get your view across. And schools are the best way to market. So that would be, if, if, if you had a tip for, for people who want to also write, that would definitely be one tip. Schools I are think the schools are the best. And there are also other things that come up now. You have these uh, wonderful lit fests which happen, yeah? which never there earlier, but now there are so many. Levels. Some of these are very good. Like, there's a lit fest called Bukaroo. Bukaroo lit fest, they just won an international award. An Indian lit fest for children winning an international award. I mean, you could talk about our Jaipur lit fest, mm -hmm. but here there's exclusively for Indians and winning an international award in London. They, they came back. You can imagine the kind of work they do. So you've got to work with these people. There's so many other smaller people are trying to get off the ground. People are holding lit fest. There's another lit fest on the 29th of this month. I have to talk somewhere. Uh, there's another lit fest happening. Every other month I'm called by some lit fest or the other lit talk. So you talk through these audiences. Bookshops, in my opinion, are never going to... So that's how it works. And what are you working on right now? Well, I've started a new series um, for younger kids with a lot of illustrations. These are full four-color books, yeah. and uh, they're on birds. Birds. Yeah, in the sense I made birds the characters. It's simply because I, you know, in the sense that the only birds, forget children, but even adults, the only birds we know are crows, pigeons, sparrows, whatever you find, kites, what do you find in cities. But what about cranes? What about storks? What about flamingos? Flamingos, minivets. I mean, we have a thousand species of birds, and they're so beautiful. So I'm making them the character of the book. And with a lot of great illustrations done in four color, I'm working on these books now. So I'm working with artists, I'm working with my publisher, working on that lot. And I'm also doing a story on dolphins on the coast of India. So that is one of my, that's for the older kids and takes a lot of effort. And I'm so you're going to be hard for that? No, this is dolphins along the coastline. No, not, I'm not talking about the Ganges. Yeah, I'm hard. talking about uh, yeah, our, the dolphins of the sea. Okay. So yeah, they're not the Gangetic dolphins. dolphins. That's uh, poor fish are almost doomed. Yeah. There's, there's, there's some dolphins that you get in Bihar and the Bihar government even has a dolphin no, sanctuary. Yeah, there's a, we won't get, it's not part of the topic, yes. but the point is, yeah, there's a big, those fish are on their verge of extinction. extinction. Yeah. So, Deepak Dilan, thank you so much thank for this you. talk. And thank we you. wish you all the best uh, in future. Thank you so much. Thanks, Professor.